The Dallas Stars lose in overtime yet again. This time, they're the victims of the Carolina Hurricanes. And on today's episode, we hear from Coach Pete DeBoer, Luke Glendening, Yanni Hockenpah, and Wyatt Johnston and get their thoughts on the game. We'll talk about why Wyatt Johnston was the best forward and best player that the Stars had in this matchup and why games like this, while they sting a little bit, are good for the team in the long run. More on that on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, January 26th. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And here we are yet again. I feel like I'm I'm repeating everything that was said on Monday or rather Tuesday's episode over Monday night's game. Another frustrating overtime loss for the Dallas Stars. Yes, you get a point against the second best team in the NHL in terms of standings and points, what have you. Carolina is a very good team. Don't want to discredit them, but it felt like at times that the Stars could have won this game and maybe in some ways were robbed. I know the officiating was pretty loose in the third period, and by that I mean nothing was getting called, and even just throughout other stages of the game. Um, quite a few missed calls that could have gone in favor of the Stars, although when you think about it, the referees may have been doing the Stars a favor because the two chances the Stars did have on the power play were some of the worst that we've seen from the team this season, and on one of those power plays, they surrender a goal to Sebastian Ajo. So maybe the Stars get a goal or two if they get some more power play chances, or maybe the Hurricanes, who I think now are tied with two other teams, two or three other teams for the most shorthanded goals this season. Maybe they get a few more goals out of it as well. It's tough to speculate. It's a tough game. At least you get a point. And we got to talk with Pete DeBoer and a few players after the game. So let's go ahead and hear now from Coach DeBoer and Luke Glendening and get their thoughts on this game yeah it was pretty tight checking two two teams uh you know not a lot of room either way um yeah good goaltending both ways it was a it was a tight tight game i thought uh i thought as the game went on we handled their pressure a little bit better early in the game i thought they came out and you know it's always a surprise as much as you talk about it when you when you play them because they're as good as as there is in the league of putting that off offensive zone pressure on you and uh um but I thought uh we uh, adjusted to it as the game went on and got better and um you know again unfortunate uh we don't get two points I think the overtime thing you know it's a little bit of a uh 
self-fulfilling prophecy right now. You know, we just don't have a lot of confidence for whatever reason in overtime. So, you know, we've got to find that swagger again. I just think the guys are squeezing a little bit. You know, I think, you know, listen, they're not, they're not uh, um, complicated concepts. You know, you, you want to hold on to possession. You want to be patient. You want to wait out the other team a little bit. And, uh, you know, we, uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, just haven't executed at that time of the game. So, you know, I think the guys know. I think, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a confidence thing. I think you need one in overtime. You know, I, it's funny, but, uh, you know, Jim was saying, I think last year the overtime record was cr crazy good. The year before that, it was like this. So, you know, you don't know. I think you just got to get one going the other way and feel good about it, like shootouts, and and uh, hopefully build on it. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought we battled hard. It was physical um, by both teams. Um, you know, it's it's two good teams going at it. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the two points. Uh, what what went into quick decision for you to kind of go and fight there? Yeah, I didn't actually see what happened. I just saw Kiwi flying into the boards, and um, I heard that it was nothing. But uh, it happens sometimes. <laughs> Uh, in a game like that, do you have to be patient? It just seems like both sides are fighting for every inch of ice and just trying to get a shot on goal. Yeah, for sure. You're just, you know, trying to get on the inside. Um, they do a good job. Uh, they're a heavy, hard team. And, um, you know, I think we are as well. It was, a, it was a good game. Unfortunately, I didn't get the two points. When you look at these two games here against two pretty good teams, is it disappointing to not get that or you get two points and you just move forward? Uh, I mean, obviously, we're always looking to get two points, but uh, you'll take, you know, if you can get one, um, you'll take it. But, uh, you know, I think you go into every game hoping to win and uh, trying to win. I think that this game, I think the Stars played fine. I think they played well, given the opponent. And obviously, this had a little bit of a, a playoff atmosphere. And we'll hear more from Yanni Hockenpah on that a little bit later in today's episode. And I, I mean, uh, I think the first game the Stars played against the Hurricanes was similar, where it was tough for either team to gain ground at times and really the only action that took place was on the special teams a little bit more so in the first matchup back in December not so much this time around but I mean I think it's a testament to just how on edge a lot of the players were on both teams that Luke Glendening didn't even really know uh, what happened there with his his fight uh, with Pesci when you know Kiwi got knocked down another instance where I think clearly a tripping was committed nothing gets called but I mean Luke Glendening's just that kind of guy that I mean, isn't afraid to drop the gloves and is certainly is not afraid to be physical. Big moment for him. I know that that earns the respect of the locker room as if he didn't already have that. I think Luke is a guy who has earned that and has had that for quite some time. But I, I mean, I don't really know what you can say about the the overtime struggles and, you know, the lack of production and wins past regulation that hasn't already been said we know that it's an issue it's three and nine on the year now for the stars they've gotten a couple uh, but as of late just can't really seem to figure it out and I think that there is a little bit of hesitancy and and maybe it can snowball a little bit especially with consistent ones that you lose a little bit of confidence and you can practice it all you want and you can practice three on three situations, uh, you know, before games or, you know, the day before a game. But it's always going to be different in practice than it is in an actual game situation. You're probably not as tired in practice. You haven't just played a full 60 minute game. Your goalies are a little more fresh. There's, it's just drastically different. I mean, you can practice it all you want. Nothing can quite prepare you for the real deal 
and the stars just don't seem prepared for the real deal. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's concerning in the sense of the stars are leaving a lot of points on the table. And especially at this juncture in the season during this homestand right before a long break, you'd like to see them pick up a few more regulation wins or at least get two points if you are going to go to overtime or the shootout. It's concerning from that perspective, but I think from the perspective of three-on-three overtime, it's not concerning long-term. Again, this team is built to play the five-on-five, and I think once they're in the postseason, if games go to extra minutes, I I think that they're going to be okay uh, and that that will benefit them in the long run. And if anything, losses like this, I I mean, are learning experiences. Uh, And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out on this one. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and Locked On Stars. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen and uploading new episodes every single Monday through Friday. And another overtime loss. There's pros and cons to this one. This is a a little bit better of an overtime loss because no offense to Buffalo, who is playing incredibly well right now. I think Carolina is a little bit more of a complete and more well-rounded team. You you can stomach a loss to them in overtime a little bit better just because you know what they're capable of and know that they're one of the strongest teams in the NHL this season. And, And I think beyond that, beyond just getting a point that, you know, Pete DeBoer touched on and other players have too. That I mean, any points you get are good points. I think that there are some other benefits to take from this game. And in the grand scheme of things, you're still doing okay. You're still two points above the Winnipeg Jets right now, still sitting atop the West. But I mean, you just can't stack up too many games like this because you have teams like the Colorado Avalanche who are starting to heat up a little bit. There's 10 points behind the Stars for first, third in the division right now. I mean, you just can't play with fire too much here, and you can't keep going to overtime and losing these games because while you're gaining one point, uh, it's not as much ground as you could be gaining, and you could find yourself in a little bit of trouble later on down the road. But former uh, Carolina Hurricane Yanni Hockenpah got to address the media after the game. We talked to him for just a moment, and we got his thoughts on this game and what it could mean for the team long-term and the benefits of playing in a game like this in terms of preparation for the postseason. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's what you really expected in that ball we got, so uh, no surprises there. Do you have to change your game much when you are playing a team that plays the way Carolina does? They play a little differently than 
some of the other teams? Uh, I guess we're just going to be on your toes and uh, win battles. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's all it is. Uh, I think uh, in here we're trying to, you know, play our game, whoever plays against us. But, uh, you know, it's got, you know, it's, it's always a detailed, hard-fought game with those guys. So uh, we just got to be ready for that. For yourself, do you kind of enjoy the physicality that comes with these kind of games? Yeah, it's, it's nice. I feel like it's you know it's almost like a player's atmosphere out there. You know, it's you know it's gonna be a tight checking team. They got some big bodies there. They like to play physical too, so you know it's uh, it's for sure a, a good matchup. This is an important game for the Stars just because it, it showed that they were still able to compete despite taking the loss at the end of the day. And I mean, this was a competitive game all across the board. Pretty even in shots on goal, 24 to 21 in favor of Carolina. The faceoff percentage, and this is something I mentioned on Twitter, was going to be a big deal going in this game. These were two teams in the top five in playoff percentage, or rather faceoff percentage, excuse me, this season. And Carolina won the faceoff battle 59 to 41 percentage wise. And I did say that the winner of the faceoff battle would likely be the winner on the scoreboard. And that was the case as the Stars had the lead two to one in the first period at the end of the first and a decent amount into the second. And then the Carolina Hurricanes scored their second goal of the game straight off of a faceoff, an absolute snipe from defenseman Brent Burns. And I mean, they won plenty of other faceoffs, but if the stars are able to win more faceoffs in their defensive zone, you decrease the probability of something like that happening. And that ended up being the deciding factor in what sent the game to overtime. But the Stars still, I think, played their game pretty well. They led the way in hits, 31-18. to 18. They blocked more shots. They blocked 18 as opposed to Carolina's 8. I think they showed that they were up to the task and up to the challenge, and things just didn't go their way in this matchup. But it's encouraging to see them be competitive against teams of this pedigree. And I know I've hinted at it before, and I'm sure others thought it throughout this matchup, but this very well could be a potential Stanley Cup Finals matchup. I feel like I've been saying that a lot recently, but I think that there is some truth to it with, you know, Stars Hurricanes, Stars Bruins will come up pretty soon after the All-Star break in February. I mean, the Stars have been playing some pretty good teams as of late, uh, whether it's home or on the road. And so picking up points is huge. And if anything, this is a game that I think the Stars will learn from uh, and whether that's short-term learning and applying you know, some of these lessons to the next game on Friday night, or if these are even some lessons that you can go back and watch some film during the time off and come back after the all-star break and be a better team ultimately because of this. And I mean, the stars once again are going to be in a position where they've lost two straight games and will they finally lose that third straight game? Haven't really seen it this season. Normally the stars are pretty good at picking themselves back up. It's going to be easier said than done on Friday with the very good New Jersey devils team coming into town. But I'm excited to see how the Stars face this next short wave of adversity because it's been a, a less than ideal week, but things certainly could be much worse. And the Stars know that they have a long extended break coming up unless you're Jason Robertson or Pete DeBoer. But even for those guys, I'm sure they're pretty excited for their only obligations to be some things at the All-Star Weekend, which are a lot more laid back and easygoing. So hopefully the Stars are able to show up on Friday mentally which I think they will be. And I think if they can go into the break with two big points, that'll work wonders for them as they come out of the break and get prepared for the final stretch of the season. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the best player in Wednesday night's game, 19-year-old Wyatt Johnston. More on that right after this. 
All right, we're closing out this Thursday episode of Locked On Stars, talking about the best player in this game, a game on Wednesday night against the Hurricanes that felt like a postseason game. Intensity, tons of hits, tons of physicality, and yet here comes this kid on the Dallas Stars, 19 years old, Wyatt Johnston, being, in, in my opinion, and many others as well, including Pete DeBoer's, the best player on the ice. He scored an unassisted goal off of a face-off. It was an incredible play, super snappy, super weird, and also Jason Robertson's goal, also absolutely bonkers, absolutely insane. But Wyatt Johnston also had some wonderful looks near the end of the matchup and a few that, that could have potentially sealed the game and given the Stars the win. One in particular kind of on a rush opportunity, a nice little spinorama chance that just hit off the post uh, and that's that's a tough break for the kid who played an outstanding game and continues to be phenomenal this season. I mean, you would expect a rookie like him to, you know, hit a wall super hard. And while there have been some ebbs and flows this season, there hasn't really been a stretch where you could say Wyatt Johnston has been a bad player or flat out awful. He's, you know, gone stretches without scoring goals or picking up points. But overall, he's still finding ways to contribute and, and getting himself and his teammates involved. And I think that's not something you see very often in this league, especially uh, a league as physical and as taxing as the NHL. And Wyatt Johnston, a, a phenomenal player, but certainly not as big in height or weight as some of the other players in this league. And yet he plays without fear and, and is continuing to just show why he was drafted by the Stars and probably underdrafted. And uh, I think a few years from now, we could look at a 2021 redraft and there's a good chance Wyatt Johnston goes a lot earlier in that draft than he does for the stars. And I think Logan Stankoven could find himself on that list as well. That's a different conversation for a different day. Let's hear from the man himself, Wyatt Johnston and get his take on his game and just how the matchup against the hurricanes overall unfolded on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think it's just adjusting, um, you know, the pre-scout, the coaches do definitely help a ton. Um, just kind of learning the tendencies of, you know, other teams and kind of what they like to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of different from junior where um, you get to see a ton of different kind of styles of play and different players. So uh, I think just kind of preparing and adjusting throughout the game. You had some great chances. Do you look back and get frustrated that, I mean, one went right out the inside of the post there? Yeah, it's definitely frustrating when, you know, you get close, but it doesn't quite go in. But um, I think the biggest thing is just kind of getting those chances and, and kind of building that confidence. And, um yeah, I think if I, you know, get as many shots as I do tonight, I think, you know, ultimately the bounces will go your way. I think when you look at Jamie Benn, his game, uh, is the passing kind of underrated? And it looks like he has some really good passes to you and Ty. Yeah, definitely. He um, definitely sees the ice really well. And, um, yeah, he made a few passes where you're not sure how he kind of saw you. And, um, yeah, he's definitely a really good passer. He can, you know, I've said it before, but he, he can do everything on the ice. And what's the chemistry with that line? I mean, just does it, you guys were together for a while, then not, and then mm -hmm. now you're back. Just does it carry over? Yeah, definitely. I think we kind of all know what, you know, we're going to get out of each other and what to expect. And um, yeah, I think even though we were split up for a bit, I think, you know, we've been able to come back and just kind of readjust to kind of each, each other's playing style. So um, yeah, I think we, we played pretty well together. There's been a lot of movement on the Stars roster this season in terms of the lineup, but one of the cost constants has been, you know, Wyatt Johnston and Jamie Benn playing a lot together. And Ty Delandry has been there too, but there's been stretches where he's been moved around the lineup as well. And I think that he fits in perfectly with that line. There's a, a nice blend of speed, finesse, and skill across all three of those players. 
And I think they complement each other really well. And Wyatt Johnston, the, the beneficiary on Wednesday night with some incredible opportunities. And I think we're just going to continue to see him get better. I'm very excited that he's been a part of this team this season. I know people were excited about the idea of it. And we, we wondered, okay, is this kid legit for the NHL? I mean, we saw what he did with the Windsor Spitfires. We knew what kind of player he was at the junior level, but sometimes things don't always immediately translate over to the NHL. And th this kid, again, with the ebbs and flows, as you expect for every rookie season, ha has been fantastic. 13 goals this season, and his goal on Wednesday unassisted. I mean, making things happen on his own. He can create plays for himself. He can create plays for others absolutely special special player Wyatt Johnston and I, I was talking with guys in the press box during the game about him and he's on his ELC for the next few seasons stars are going to be paying him less than $900,000 a season for I believe two more seasons after this one and so it's going to be another Jason Robertson type situation where if he continues to progress and get better like we saw Jason Robertson do during his time on his entry-level contract it's going to be, you know, another win-win, well, eventually win-win situation where the Stars will get a budget player who plays like a, a superstar. And then eventually, I think if he continues to play well and he shows improvement over the years, he'll get a pretty nice paycheck, similar to Jason Robertson, who did get a nice paycheck for his first big contract. And if he continues to improve, he's going to get more money as well whenever he's able to get a new deal. But White Johnston is certainly a player to be encouraged by and to continue to be excited about uh, and really encouraging to see him play the way he did against such a talented and physical team in Carolina that doesn't always give you a ton of space. But one nice part about White Johnston's size and speed is he can sometimes make space for himself and make plays that not many other players on the ice can make. So it's going to be a ton of fun to watch this kid compete down the stretch and especially once we're in the playoffs. I'm curious to see how he plays and how his game translates uh, to, you know, the, the Thunderdome that is the Stanley Cup playoffs should be a ton of fun to watch him continue to compete. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Remember that we are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And you can also follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. But thank you guys again for tuning in. And we'll be back here tomorrow talking about Friday's game against the New Jersey Devils and maybe talking a little bit about Mason Marchment as well. His game's been dipping a little bit as of late, and I want to try to figure out why and what he needs to do in order to get back on track. But we'll cover that on Friday's episode. I hope you guys have a great Thursday. And we'll see you next time.